1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Reverend Christine Green. Thank you for joining us for this special Zoom service. It's great to have you here. I hope you're home somewhere warm and safe. Our theme this month is, is curiosity is my superpower. So we've been looking at curiosity all month and my talk today is entitled Living Curiosity Out Loud. And isn't Zoom amazing? I mean, all of our technology now is so amazing. It's because someone was curious and they explored and they discovered what was needed to make amazing tools possible for us you know, there's so many breakthroughs every day and so many things that are discovered. Science had an important breakthrough recently um, in nuclear fusion and how it creates the possibility of near limitless clean energy. They can only begin to imagine how this will impact us in the future. Then it was their curiosity and their imagination that pushed them to research and explore and discover this important finding. Imagination is a really important part of curiosity. There was a teacher that had an elementary school class and they were, they had art time and they were drawing. And so she walked around the room to see what Uh, The students were, were drawing and she came across a little girl and uh, she said, "Um, what is it that you're drawing today? And she said, the little girl said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the teacher smiled and she patted her on the shoulder and she said, oh, honey, no one knows what God looks like. And the little girl never looked up, kept drawing. And she said, they will when I'm done. So, our imagination has a lot to help us out with our curiosity. It makes, we've made enormous impacts in science and technology, business and medicine. So, what we know in our teaching is that we have the ability to live big, beautiful, bountiful, amazing lives that we have the opportunity to live in infinite possibility, to live curiosity out loud. But what keeps us from doing that? What stands in the way between us and infinite potential? Quite possibly, we have not learned to cultivate curiosity when it comes to dealing with our emotions. Think about it, that very often we allow the power of emotion to dictate the experience of the moment. It becomes the master of us instead of us becoming the master of it. In 2021, there was a survey done of over 1,500 U.S. workers. and more than half of them said that they were feeling burned out as a result of their job demands. And as you know, you've probably heard, that year in December, 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs, which has what has come to be known as the Great Resignation. When people think of burnout, that. Mental and emotional symptoms, such as feeling helplessness, cynicism, overwhelm, all come to mind. The Mayo Clinic says burnout is not a medical condition, but it's a manifestation of chronic unmitigated stress. and stress is defined as a state of worry or mental tension and here's what we know to be true thoughts create emotions emotions dictate our actions change your thinking change your life what we also know as is that the pandemic set off a wide variety of mental issues, panic disorder, anxiety, depression. Um, Also there's been reports, anger, stress, confusion. Mental health is considered to be one of the most important components of overall health issues. And a good mental health state is when people are stable with the environment, and should not be effortlessly upset. Mental health has gained huge importance since the pandemic. Author and researcher Brene Brown has a foundation and and they did a survey and they asked people, how many emotions are there? Do they know about? And the average number of emotions was three, happy, angry, and sad. And what Brene says is without understanding how our feelings, thoughts, and behaviors work together, it is almost impossible to find our way back to ourselves and to each other. When we don't understand how our emotions shape our thoughts and decisions, we become disembodied from our own experiences and disconnected from each other. If What she found is if we don't know, if we don't have the words to say what we're feeling, that we can't connect with that emotion and we're held captive by it, we're helpless by it. So most people go through life with the attitude that there is nothing that they can do about the way they feel. Consequently, they either obey their feelings Or they suppress them with some variation of money, of food, of drugs, or sex. The key to healthy, happy, prosperous life is to develop the capacity to tell our feelings how to feel. And in order to do that, first, we have to understand our emotional nature nature, and then engage in a spiritual practice that will turn our emotions into expressions of peace, love, and joy. That our spiritual practice will support us in changing that around. Emotions that create good experiences in our lives cause us to feel good. Feelings such as love, peace, joy are forms of inspiration, which is the activity of spirit within us. Emotions that create difficulties in our lives cause us to feel bad. Feelings such as anger, fear, and sorrow are forms of suffering, and they're caused by a belief, uh, an old belief from the past that we came to believe is true about us, but it's not. So there's a story. Of the uh, Cherokee story, I really love of the two wolves. You probably heard it before, but listen to it differently this time. There's a, an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life, and he said, "A fight is going on inside of me." He said to the little boy, "It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger." Envy, greed, regret, self-pity, guilt, resentment, superiority, and ego. And he continued, the other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, compassion, and faith. He said, the same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person. And his grandson thought for a moment. And then he said, which wolf will win? And the Cherokee replied, the one you feed. The one you feed. Where are you putting your attention? On greed. Arrogance, ego, self importance, or peace, love, harmony, joy, the one you feed. So, I wanted to, to share some things about emotions, and I invited some fr- friends from Disney Pixar to help me out. You may be familiar with them from the movie Inside Out. So, let's imagine that you have a great night's sleep, and you wake up just ready to take on the world. And so you wake up feeling joy in your heart, joy in your mind. You just feel sunny about the day. And so you wake up, you grab for your phone because you have to check the news to see what's going on. Well, we know what that is. What does the news have to tell us? Nothing but things that will create fear. Fear of Economic news, health news, world challenges, struggles. Yeah, that's what the news does. So fear is created. And then there's a news report that, oh, the freeway you need to drive on to go to your doctor's appointment just happens to be in gridlock. Oh, and the other one's not available either, the alternate one. Then we get angry. Like, what's that about? Why What's? Why is this happening? How come somebody doesn't take control of this? Why are these freeways under construction? Why is there gridlock? Why am I late? Why didn't I get up earlier to go to the doctor? Then we're in anger and we're feeling our anger. But then anger, very often when we're angry, we want to blame someone. And then that turns into disgust. This is disgusting. Who's going to take care of this? How come somebody hasn't done something about this before? What's the story with this? So then on top of that, then we feel sadness. And we feel sadness because our body's hurting. We feel helpless, hopeless, and we're dealing with grief. We're dealing with unspoken grief. What happened to joy? Joy's crowded out in the background. But we know that we have tools. And I want to share a new one today with you. We can make that change. Thoughts create emotions. Emotions dictate actions. But change your thinking, change your life. So let's use the acronym for PEACE. So we're going to start with P. This is to help us remember. P is pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. Oh, I'm feeling frustrated about the day. I'm feeling all these emotions about things that are happening. Notice what you're feeling. Notice what's going on. And then take a breath and let it out with a sigh. Let's do one more, let it out with a sigh. Ah. Oh. Now I'm aware, I'm mindful. I'm aware that I'm creating all these emotions about the conditions. The E stands for explore your emotions. And I love that teaching from the Course in Miracles. I could choose to see this differently. I can see this differently today. And as we take a breath, each time we take a breath, there's tension relaxed in the body. Less tightness and the body begins to relax, begin to feel more centered. And so we can let go of some of that sadness. Then. What's important is to affirm, so pay attention, P, E, explore your emotions, and A, affirm your good. What do we want? Instead of wanting, focusing on what we don't want, what do we want? Well, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be angry at um, the world or disgusted. So I can begin to let go of my anger. I can choose to see things differently. And I'm certainly don't wanna be going around blaming everybody, that doesn't help anybody. Affirm, I move in the flow of life. I move easily with the flow. I am free from tension, stress, and strain. I move through the flow of life, unhurried and unworried. Ah, the C is cultivate compassion. I can understand why I'm afraid. Listening to the news causes fear. There's a lot going on in the world. So we begin to have compassion and we can put it into perspective. I don't need to be afraid. What's it affecting me and what do I need to do for myself? So C is cultivating compassion and E is embodying love because when I embody love, I embody joy because when I focus on where can I, where can I see love, where can I see joy in my life, then it just, the two interact together. Because if I feel love, I'm going to feel joy. If I feel joy, I'm going to feel love. So when I have that, then I can begin to see things differently. So this is a great tool to move us out of the struggle of the emotions. So the second thing The the peace acronym is one thing. The second thing to remember is to really embrace your spiritual practice. What do you focus on before you get out of bed in the morning? Do you say your prayer for the day? Do you speak your meditation? Do you do spiritual readings or listen to beautiful music? If, If you're hurting, do you reach out to talk to a practitioner to ask for prayer? Our spiritual practice is grounding us. And it's so important to be in tune with that. The third tip is to write down what brings you joy. What things bring you joy? Is it playing with your grandkids, going for a walk in the park, visiting the ocean, meeting with friends listening to music what brings you joy have a list ready so that when you're feeling down you have a place to go to i know i'm going to go for, i'm going to go for a walk that will lift me up i'm going to call my friend and talk that will lift me up to do something that will lift us up out of the the emotions that are bringing us down so that's what By doing that, we we embody love and we embody joy. Joy inspires gratitude. And we know that we're, we're in gratitude. It's hard to feel bad about anything. So emotions are not bad. They are, emotions are indications of what we're believing And as we identify them, we can put them into perspective. Remember, when we don't identify them, we see them as burnout. We see them as overwhelm. Those are statements that we can go underneath and see what's really going on. The practice of acknowledging them is so important. And working with them. This is exactly what Rev Barb talked about last week about the irritants that get into the oyster that develop the pearl. Those are the irritants of life. That the more we go to spiritual practice, rather than the emotion, rather than the effect in the world, we go to spiritual practice. And the more we do that, the more we develop that beautiful relationship with the divine and that is our pearl. That's the beautiful pearl. If I have compassion for my own emotions, I tend to have compassion for others. And that, that is an expansion of love in itself. I had the privilege of attending the CSL Uh, Centers for Spiritual Living convention this week, and the theme was evolutionary love. And here's the bottom line. Loving ourselves is not selfish. Loving ourselves is an important practice because when we can love ourselves, it's really evolutionary love. If I can love myself and have compassion for myself, then I will have that compassion and empathy for others. And it begins with each one of us. The world of evolutionary love, the world that is changing, it's up to each one of us to take a stand and to do what we can. And it begins with that place of love. Ernest Holmes says, I live in the faith that there is a presence and a power greater than I am, that nurtures and supports me in ways I could not even imagine. I know that this presence is all-knowing, all-powerful, and is always right where I am. Yes, the presence is right where we are. So let's take this into prayer. Oh, so I'm so grateful to know that there's just one presence, one power, one life, one individualized expression, that I I am the individualized expression of this one life. And that this life flows in and through and as me and flows through all of humanity, in and through and as all of humanity. And I affirm for each one of us that we are connected with the divine. We know that we are loved. We are connected with that infinite power, that infinite presence, and that any emotion can be transformed into love. And that all that is going on in my life, I can move to a higher vibration out of my intention. And it is my intention to have compassion and love for myself and for humanity. And how grateful I am for this awareness, for knowing the divine is within me, for knowing the divine is part of all humanity. How grateful I am for this. I know as as each one of us goes out this day we go out with this love, this light, this freedom, this joy, how grateful I am to know this. I release this word with deep gratitude and together we affirm. And so it is. Blessings and thank
0: you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m., every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.